Hi, y'all. This is your last call for questions for us to answer for the reader mail episode. We are asking that everybody submit their questions by Friday, November 10th. You can ask any question your heart desires. Mm -hmm. If you want to ask a question about your specific chart, please don't forget to include your birth <laughs> information. And you can send it to Club Cosmos Radio, all one word, at gmail.com. Or you can DM us on Instagram at Club Cosmos Radio. And we love you. We can't wait to read through them all. <laughs> Club Cosmos Radio. Hanging in there. Yeah, we're recording this right before the eclipse. Yeah. And I can feel it. I can feel it. Well, it's in your 10th, right? Yeah, it is. So if anyone wants to surprise me with a really cool job opportunity, <laughs> then I'm willing to take a look. <laughs> yeah, it's not in such a significant place for me. It's not like aspecting too much or I mean I'm just living out my own true eclipse story because it's like between the 10th and the 4th when the 4th is like family family history and roots and this weekend I'm going to be spending the eclipse with my grandma on her 95th birthday and my extended family so hopefully everyone is cool <laughs> <laughs> I love that we we recovered from our movie debacle. We went back <laughs> to El Paseo. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, we had to. with prices like those. And I know. How did they get away with that? I think. Well, I actually heard. Well, I heard that the the haunted Paseo from my friend who is in commercial real estate has been sold twice and gone bankrupt twice. So I think that they're just trying to get some butts in seats they're well, trying to get human souls into the paseo it's ten fifty, which is yeah it's like 2002 prices, prices. Yeah. <laughs> we went back we were like can we get a refund and they were like well do you want to see a movie right now and we were like yeah and they were like we'll just go ahead <laughs> and then they gave us passes for another movie oh fun so we got a bonus movie and we saw killers of the flower moon we were the only people in the theater. Speaking of getting butts wow. in there. <laughs> Two people. You were the only living souls in yeah. there, you mean. <laughs> exactly. Um, which you saw, right? Yes, I saw it and have to say, have really mixed feelings about it. Yeah. There were really beautiful moments. Mm -hmm. I loved that scene where it seemed like the Osage people were kind of just like ad-libbing or telling their story of like what has happened and this is our land and I was like I think that they're just telling it and this is not scripted yeah and that was beautiful but you know it wasn't as zippy as most Scorsese movies no and I think even though it's like 
look, this is a Marty loving household Mm -hmm. forever. And I appreciate on one hand, the sensitivity with which he handled this subject. It was like really the subject matter. I mean, he can make American movies like nobody else. Like Mm -hmm. that scene near the beginning where you're basically on main street and, and like he's it's like this all these sweeping shots of like all of these people that's like setting the stage for what the culture was like there with these super rich osage mm-hmm. people and like all of the white people that work for them and like this white guy begging this rich couple to like buy a new car like things mm-hmm. like that where you're just like wow he just has such a sense for bringing the kind of like texture and like complexity of mm-hmm. like american life t- to life on the screen it's so epic but i just have a huge problem with the framing of the story and like i understand that telling it from ernest burkhart's perspective like martin scorsese is indicting him on Mm -hmm. every level like but in the process of that i feel like he just took so much agency away from like molly's character Mm -hmm. she just felt really underwritten and like her motivations felt really confusing the best parts of the movie are when you're with Molly and her family, essentially. Great she's acting. She's amazing. She is so fucking good. It definitely felt like Leonardo DiCaprio was the executive producer. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he was like, I'm going to star in this. Yeah. <laughs> there were a few unnecessary white men. Like, I did not need to see you. Brennan Fraser, really. <laughs> <laughs> All these cameos. I'm like, I know. I was kind of like, really? It was giving Oppenheimer. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) which I didn't see. But I read the book. I was like, this is a lot of details to cover in a movie. I expected that the storytelling or the structuring of it, like you said, would be a little bit more concise. Mm -hmm. And I liked the one brief moment when it was from Molly's perspective, like from her eyes and her narration. And I was like, there should have been a lot more of this. Oh, yeah. Because she's like plutonic surviving over and over Mm -hmm. again. And yeah, there was, you know, there's like the ultimate virtue signaling in the end. Yeah. (laughs) Which was, yeah. I definitely didn't need to see Jack White either. No. (laughs) No. Um, Astrology in the news. Just off the top. I just wanted to debrief some of the astrology (laughs) podcast findings, which were pretty incredible about significant events that happened during the, during eclipses in general, Mm -hmm. just to add to our eclipses episode, which you should listen to. But the most surprising things were how significant eclipses are to the Royal family, the British Royal family. Prince William and Kate Middleton, both born on the day of a cancer eclipse, six months apart. Weird. weird. That's so, like, that's freaky. Queen Elizabeth's uncle abdicated the throne on an eclipse, making her father king. Her father died on an eclipse, making her queen. Charles and Diana were married on an eclipse. Diana died on an eclipse. Charles was coronated on an eclipse. Like what the fuck? <laughs> it's very like old oldie fashioned-y eclipse <laughs> astrology where yeah. it's like it literally the sun just represents the king yeah. or the queen or whatever the ruler right. and they're just still living that out. <laughs> it's wild. And you know they have astrologers. Definitely. So uh, I wonder what the royal family's astrologer is like. <laughs> 
I remember Diana was big on Penny Thornton. <laughs> She's still around. I, is it more like what's the look? What's the vibe? Is there like crushed velvet involved or are they wearing like are they tailored? Are they what's the energy? Is it Harry Potter or is it Remains of the Day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bet they're kind of like um tailored. I'm picturing a little bit Lisa Vanderpump. Oh, that would a be white so fast. So they're like, what's her name? Susan Miller. <laughs> yeah, actually, maybe. But you know, like astrology is so big in the UK, strangely. They're really big on like horary astrology. Yeah, one of my clients, one of my copywriting clients is English. And she showed me the locational chart that she went to this old school English astrologer. And I have never seen anything like this. It's like a natal chart wheel, but... It has colored pencil crisscrosses, lines, and annotation across, like, just so many of them. It looks like a spirograph that somebody just, like, handmade. And they're so overlapping that it's like, how could you ever distinguish (laughs) what is happening here? But it's really beautiful and cool. And I'm like, hmm. Interesting. (laughs) Anyway. um, Thank God you don't have to be so math to do astrology anymore (laughs) computers thank god you don't have to get the old protractor out every day you know (laughs) yeah um and i just want to mention this study that came out a ucla survey surveying 1500 adolescents between the age of 10 and 24 so gen z Mm -hmm. finds that nearly 47 and a half percent of gen z think that sex scenes in movies and TV are unnecessary and more than half want to see more platonic relationships or friendships in movies and TV. To which I say, boo, (laughs) virgins. (laughs) What though? Like there are platonic relations. Well, I I think a romantic kind of like, they think that it's less important to have romantic relationships. They want to see obviously more kinds of representations of different kinds of relationship uh, in movies and TV, which, you know, of course, Mm -hmm. but I just, I, with Gen Z, the whole anti-sex like purity puritine Mm -hmm. movement like i understand i understand the the generational historical forces that might be shaping this in terms of just like really intense anxiety less physical contact Mm -hmm. with people less traditional face-to-face social contact lots of isolation but you put look at the astrology, it's like, yeah, when you describe that, it's like Neptune and Pisces, essentially, like this era that we're living in now, where yeah. everything is intensely mediated. It's very, like, incorporeal, or it's all about different kinds of, like, escapism, but not necessarily about, like, I guess, the least about the body. Yeah, totally. Um, about, like, just kind of fantasy and mental escapism. But pretty much the entire age range, 10 to 24, uh... If, if you're that age right now, describes uh, the people that have Neptune in Aquarius mm-hmm. natally, which is an interesting layer on top of the social circumstances or the mm-hmm. lived circumstances of Neptune in Pisces now, because that's also not very corporeal. <laughs> yeah. 
It's, it's and it is so platonic. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's extremely like more friends. Yeah, less My network intimacy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's a backlash to Pluto and Scorpio, the millennials too, being very much about just sex. so horny and mumblecore and yeah. like cringe. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fair. Uh- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And our Neptune is in Capricorn, so more horny vibes. Mm-hmm. But um, I just am flagging this now because as a little snapshot of this moment in history and this generation, because there's going to be huge changes in this space and this outlook incoming. Pluto is about to go back into Aquarius next year, and it's going to be hitting that natal Neptune placement going down the line for everyone in this generation. And if there's one thing Pluto's going to do, it's going to bring you back into mm-hmm. the body. It's yeah. going to bring you back into survival. It's going to bring totally. you back into fucking and fighting and living and dying. Yeah, I mean, for us, and it Neptune was like Aries. Pluto into Capricorn for our Neptune and Capricorn. You are loving starting all your businesses and like loving capitalism. Mm-hmm. And then Pluto's like... Wait recession bitch <laughs> exactly yeah and just as another aside which just tickled me is that apparently barney's beanery is the new gen z hotspot in la which again uh, so neptune and aquarius yeah where it's just like they've discovered that like dive bars or like <laughs> regular ass bars are cool <laughs> it's like the authenticity fantasy it's yeah. like very like, my 11th house son can get into an ensemble movie. Mm-hmm. I love them. But ensemble casts are all about having every individual person so authentically their character. Mm-hmm. Neptune and Aquarius is like, where are, like, weird little ensemble going to this funky local dive bar, <laughs> which has been around for 100 years and lots it's of celebrities so, go to? Yeah, it was, like, a celebrity hotspot. But for the last maybe 30 years, it's no. just been hell on earth <laughs> which i didn't know it was managed by the bar rescue guy <laughs> yeah yeah it says so all you weird. need to know there <laughs> but um yeah it, it is just so funny i mean the neptune aquarius god we are gonna do a podcast about this um mm-hmm. but that like as it was happening that's very much the like hipster era indie sleaze everything needs to just have like authenticity and patina and age and if there's one thing Barney's Beanery has, it's um patina. <laughs> yeah, you want to describe it real quick for the people who've never been? Well, I mean, honestly, it's a pretty generic ass. Like, I you you know this, but which just kind of makes it funny that Gen Z is just so, like all these like TikTok stars are hanging out there. It's really just kind of a regular ass dive bar. There's mm-hmm. a pool table. There's a ski ball table. There's like a ton of neon signs and ephemera. It's got like a little bit of an oldie timey um, sign outside, but like truly it is a bar. It is a bar with like diner food with like diner food. Yeah. There's like diner food in there too. Mm. Um, but the way that this is just a revolution, I don't hate it. It's, it feels like the opposite of the Neptune and Pisces, like Instagrammable atmosphere. It's not like the museum of ice cream. It's not the museum <laughs> of ice cream. <laughs> But yeah, no, I love it. Love it for them. And it's just like, yeah, you know, most of my early 20s were spent at various dive bars. So like, go off. But have to say, you can do better than Barney's Beanery Pets. You can do way better than that. It's also just like 
Ugh, yeah, it's just normal behavior. You don't have to make it viral. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be like an aesthetic, you know? It can yeah. just be a beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, astrology of the week. Yeah. I say. I'm going to cruise through it. There's kind of a lot, but yeah. Saturday, tomorrow, November 4th, Saturn stations direct at zero degrees Pisces. It's like we're starting all over again. Yeah. Groundhog's Day. Saturn going direct is, it may help to rein in a little bit of this Pisces overwhelm and ungroundedness. What do you think of Saturn Station Direct? Saturn Station Direct, it's like, especially with outer planets, you start, when the, when it's retrograde, you think about them being more internal manifestations and then their works kind of become more visible or externalized, mm -hmm, like when mm -hmm. they go direct, like we've seen with Pluto going direct, mm -hmm. essentially how hardcore that can, it's like, remember me, bitch. Like yeah. they start, they start being able to really like make a lot of um, kind of changes in the world around them when they go direct. So yeah, I, I'm just really hoping for a lot, a lot more kind of just structure, governance sure. feeling like things are just slipping 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 away slipping out of control running running off with us feelings running off with us like mm -hmm. it just will feel nice to have a little bit more of that good old saturn container yeah at its at its working at its external strength again Watch for more ocean uprisings. Yeah, exactly. The orcas, <laughs> the orcas have gathered. <laughs> that same day, Mercury and Scorpio will oppose Uranus and Taurus. This is very much like surprise information leak, like a secret mm -hmm. coming out or some kind of like, yeah, communication disruption. Uh, Monday, <laughs> November 6th, Venus and Virgo trine Pluto and Capricorn. After Venus opposed Neptune, Recently, it's kind of like exaggerated the fantasies and delusions of relationships, but Pluto can really force the truth to bubble up. So this can actually be good with a trine. It it can kind of make the truth feel more workable and actually bring people closer together. These This is a very interpersonal interpretation. Mm -hmm. It's like, don't be afraid of the depths of relationships. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, the whole... Mars in Scorpio, Venus in Virgo moment, and now trining Pluto and Capricorn has felt so just like kinky vibes. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So if you're into that stuff, great day for that. Great yeah. day for sex, honestly. Great day for great sex when yeah. Venus is trining Pluto. Go and for Capricorn. it. Capricorn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just call up your dom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mercury and Scorpio trying Neptune. I love this. In... in especially in Scorpio and Pisces, it's just really beautiful ideas and creative fantasies and healing conversations. It's just poetic and deep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am just, I'm so grateful for the trines coming in. Me too. Um, I can't wait to actually feel them. <laughs> I know, I know. We're in the past right now and we're just shivering in the shadow of an eclipse. Can't wait. Uh, Wednesday, November 8th, Venus enters Libra. Finally, Ugh. Venus enters a sign it's comfortable in. It's at home in Libra. Honestly, after all that Venus has been through, 
you know, it's still constrained by the south node being in Libra. It's not it's not totally firm ground yeah. with Venus entering Libra, but it's finally bringing maybe a little bit more stability to relationships, a little bit more harmony, a little bit more ability to look at two sides objectively. Yeah. Cannot wait. Yeah. Mercury is also sextile Pluto, which is nice because that kind of gives more depth and clarity to our thinking. That'll be fingers crossed. <laughs> I know. A really, really nice day and a little bit of a relief. Good for our minds, good for our health, and hopefully good for our politics. Yes, but then Mercury enters Sag on November 9th, Thursday, and on Friday, Mercury and Sag square Saturn and Pisces. Mercury and Sag. Enjoy your one day of a planet not being debilitated. <laughs> I mean, Mercury and Scorpio is really revealing a lot. It's all the behind the scenes action. Mercury and Sag speaks before it thinks. It mm-hmm. has big ideas and big opinions and not necessarily all the details. It's fun, but I think Saturn and Pisces squaring it on November 10th will actually be a good thing because Pisces and Sag are both Jupiter signs. They can go over the top, be too much, too big. Mm-hmm. After all the kind of research of Mercury and Scorpio, there may be some big ideas or opinions that come out of that. Somebody wants to say, or we want to say, mm-hmm. and Saturn's like, let's no. keep it in check. <laughs> yeah. Let's not say that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> no. You want to take a break? No, I'm not tired. Oh. I'm not tired. <laughs> I am tired, but I'm not like... Of the astrology, you mean? Yeah, I, I am. I know. Eclipse season is so fucking hard. We forget every time. I know. And it's like, I put a... I try and like put a bow on it, put a ribbon on it. Cause like in my own expectations, like I don't like doomsaying astrology, you know, I want to be informed, mm. but it doesn't always have to be the worst case scenario and mm. often isn't. I like being open to the surprises and the revelations of like how many ways these transits can show themselves. But <sighs> holy shit. Yeah, it's rough. We're still in October, though, as we're recording this, which is basically a fucking goat rodeo from hell. So Mm -hmm. things are actually a lot more stable in the astrology is a lot more stable in November. November. Yeah. Okay. For the week. Let's go back to instability. (laughs) In fact, let's go rushing headlong into instability, (laughs) drama, chaos, and... The fun and glamorous kind. Yeah, exactly. We're talking about the astrology of the housewives this week. This has been a long time coming, this app. Yeah, it's a lot to cover. <laughs> this is for the heads of people who really dive in. There's, there's two kinds of people, really. <laughs> yeah. There's people who dive into Bravo, and there are people who stay away. Yeah, honestly, can't relate or understand the other side. And like, I I feel like everyone that's not into Bravo is just waiting to discover their show. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's overwhelming. It's very Neptunian and Pisces kind of energy a lot of the time. I have moments when I'm like, I just can't, but it always draws me back. (laughs) 
housewives are just ASMR to me. Listening <laughs> to them fight, like, whenever I'm doing design work or, like, I'm working on a deck or something like that, having the housewives quietly, just, like, on a second monitor, second computer, going in the background, yelling at each other, it just soothes my soul. And it's, like... <laughs> Yes, I would happily like clockwork orange myself into like having every piece of Bravo content uploaded like right into my brain, but the technology just doesn't exist yet. And unfortunately, I still have to have a job. <laughs> it's, it is a multiverse to say the least, puppeteered by uh, someone who knows no limits, a Gemini just going in all directions all the time. Keep it coming. Keep the content going. Andy Cohen. Yeah. The man. <laughs> My man. <laughs> um, so just a little housekeeping before we dive into all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to shout out Alyssa Polinsky, who's uh, on Instagram at StarsXAlyssa. Yeah. She's a Housewives astrology girly, and she has done a lot of the Lord's work in tracking down the birth info and signs of these some 115 different housewives that have ever existed in time. Yeah, she's speaking to them directly often. Oh, wow. Um, so give her a follow um, if this if you're in this part of the Venn diagram of astrology and <laughs> housewives as we are. Yeah. And then also on Reddit, uh, Rosebuds put together this other really detailed list of all the housewives and their sun and moon signs. So... Mm-hmm. They're the real heroes. Shout out to them. So, and and just a little bit of a, a disclosure before we get into this. What are your housewives? Like, which ones have you engaged in? Where are your blind spots? I have watched all of New York, Beverly Hills, most of Atlanta, mm-hmm. some of Orange County. Okay, this is good. We're complimentary. Of course... New York and Beverly Hills, that's canon. You, It would be perverse to not have watched all of those. Yeah. Um, I have watched, I'd say, a third of Atlanta. But I love and watch Potomac. Like, that's probably my favorite. Um, Potomac and Salt Lake City are, I mean, al- although Salt Lake City is very, like, highs and lows in terms of just, like, this is the best thing I've ever seen to, like, this is unwatchable. Um, but I think it's found its feet. Potomac is probably my favorite current Mm -hmm. cast because I feel like it has what made us love the first seasons of any of these other ones. Well, especially New York and Beverly Hills, because these people, this center central friend group, they actually have like history with each other. Mm -hmm. They know each other and it's like kind of a, an inner circle like like it's like the social scene that they're in is more focused and mm-hmm. like concentrated so it's like there's more social pressures pulling them together yeah. and there's just more history and there's more shade so it's like they actually like care about each other it's not just like two people that were chemistry tested <laughs> like the new the disastrous roni reboot yeah um so yeah but i have never seen a single episode of dallas I really haven't seen a lot of OC at all, which that's just a treat for another day. Although 
both are clown franchises. Yeah, I know. It's like, I was very seduced. I thought that like OC didn't have anything for me. But um, then I watched Ultimate Girls Trip with Vicky Gunvalson and Tamara. And I was like, hold on a minute. <laughs> well, they're the ones who started it all. I know. I the, It's just later. But like I said, you know, I gotta, I, I'll get, I'll get there. <laughs> I'll get there. But just so you all know, if we're not going so deeply into one of your faves it's just out of our own ignorance yeah we're um, only human after yeah. all. <laughs> i also just realized gemini andy cohen it's so genius to make your empire out of regional oh yeah it's so gemini Local. to be regional <laughs> specific i love that What's your favorite season of all Housewives? I I don't like a favorite season. I have like favorite stretches. I'd say that like the first, maybe I could say maybe the the beginnings are always my favorite. I Mm -hmm. it's that the show is at its best when the women are a little unprofessional, not so coached. They kind of don't know what they're getting into, but mm-hmm. they've got a lot of spunk yeah. and um, narcissism <laughs> to throw at the camera. Um, but the first season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is yeah, art. It highlights like Kyle and Kim's relationship is and, and her relationship with Kathy ultimately and how the various relationships with the other women in the cast with Kyle's sisters end up changing their relationship to like that is the heart of it all essentially like the crazy dark child star parentified child glamour and ruin of their whole relationship i have two sisters so it's absolutely fascinating to me putting sisters in a mix of a ensemble cast is pretty genius reality tv like that's bound to be some screaming and tears you stole my house (laughs) (laughs) i mean i love uh phaedra era atlanta yeah (laughs) she's cuckoo but really i mean iconic scary island roni season three go to sleep (laughs) is i mean kelly bensimone is incredible yeah just actually losing her mind like and then relentless bethany being even her needing to be like she's i have to stop (laughs) she's not her she's this is just getting cruel to talk to her right now like remembering like kelly seeing the gift basket from bethany in her room and just crying like why would she do this i think what makes it beautiful is that it's a kind of breakdown that you know she's not really like she's gonna be okay but you're just like whoa this person's sleep deprived okay satchels of gold (laughs) oh al sharpton al sharpton eating gummy bears yeah just manically eating gummy bears uh, yeah it's really good um so macro scale once again it's like i tried to enlist ai (laughs) to help me um Uh, quantify this data and is technology is not ready for the things I'm trying to do with the no. housewives data here. So, you know, like our It Girls episode, this is like a little bit of an imperfect, rather complete, little subjective, but mostly, you know, substantive review of many, many housewives and their astrology. So in the macro scale, 
who's who who is the who are the most dominant like what are the what's housewives astrology it's not dissimilar to it <laughs> girls taurus reigns supreme they are so stubbornly luxurious and sometimes pretty self unself-aware oh yeah and opulent glamorous yes <laughs> they want the biggest of everything mm-hmm. um and yeah they they are consistent Really, like, when it comes down to it, earth signs are, like, let me show you what I've got. Yeah, my wealth. Earth signs dominate, and pretty much all the other elements are pretty equal, fire, air, and water. Yeah. Lots of Virgos, too. They're sort of the second mm-hmm. most common one, because they also have a little bit of, well, they're sh- they're incredibly shady. They're yeah. very observant and remember everything that everyone said, and mm-hmm. they will always bring it up. They are very intense about um, the correct way to be and whether someone's acting correctly or not. And yeah, they're incredibly, they're, they can be really among the pettiest people on earth yeah, as well. So definitely. that's very important in housewives too. <laughs> um, but something that really struck me here is all the modalities, the balance of fixed cardinal immutable signs are almost exactly equal, mm-hmm. which makes so much sense. Yeah. You need all of them. You need all of them. You need the fixed signs to be their consistent delusional characters <laughs> and like honestly never change and be so extra and be so lovable because they're so iconic because yeah, Teresa is Teresa is <laughs> Teresa forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. She may go to prison. She may get divorced. Like literally everything can happen to this person, but she is Teresa every yeah. day, all day, every day. The cardinal ones are the ones that really need to be like driving the accountability energy inside of a group. Mm-hmm. They are confrontational. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're fighting the fix. Yeah. They need to fight the fix always um, for dominance a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. The mutables are shady. They need to be the ones that are always changing sides. And they also need to be flexible enough to like move on after having like a huge fight with someone that's lasted an entire season <laughs> they need to make up in the next season and then go gang up on somebody else yeah and they're unpredictable oh completely out I of their minds what the hell <laughs> gonna do. i we forgot to mention new jersey i've watched a lot of new jersey too. oh yeah new jersey the forgotten daughter i watched the beginning i watched like the first five seasons of it same. then things just started getting so dark and yeah, i am same I, I will revisit it one day. <laughs> yeah. The the rest of the list is Cancer's third. And this is really, I believe, the orchestrating of VP of Bravo Universe, Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah. She is like a cancer collector. Yeah. <laughs> She's always sourcing the cancers of Los Angeles and Beverly Hills. <laughs> Placing them in Vanderpumps and, and Real Housewives. She's got a cancer moon. I know. Underneath that steely exterior, that steely pink exterior, she's also Libra rising, right? I don't know what her rising is. She's Venus. Oh, Libra. right. She's Libra Venus. Yeah. Which Villa Rosa, pink, pink, pink. Yeah. Everything's so pink, pink, pink. Pink, white, Philly. <laughs> yeah. So femme. Um, but yeah, what do you think? 
I mean, I mean, cancers are just emotional. They bring the emotional drama. Yeah, they do. And they won't let shit go. No. Um, they, if you hurt their feelings, they're going to be, they're going to make that your storyline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to make a note. We're going to go through who is who of all of these. Things. Oh, yeah. We're just giving a breakdown right now. Yeah. And then followed, like, those stand out among the rest. Then Sag and Aries are tied for next. Mm-hmm. And that just makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. Fun. <laughs> Loud, fun, crazy, yelling. Impulsive. Yeah. Impulsive. Exactly. And then the rest, you know, it's not, it's like Gemini, Libra, Scorpio, Aquarius, Capricorn, and then Leo and Pisces are at the bottom. It's surprising how little Leo there actually is in the housewives. What do you make of that? Because you would think, you would really think. They'd be into the drama. Yeah, they'd be into the drama and into the fabulousness and like into the fame. I almost, not to give so much credit to Leo and Pisces, Mm -hmm. I almost feel like they're above it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Probably. They're like, this glamour is not quite the level of glamour I desire. Right. It's not refined enough. It is very tourist glamour. Yeah. Where it's just like cars and jewelry and rings and decorating my daughter's room with a Paris theme. (laughs) (laughs) I do think that Leo's surprise. I mean, I know they can be dramatic, but they're actually not. Like they... They can be dramatic in an intentional way a lot of the mm-hmm. time, but they're they're usually pretty like steady in their expression. Would you agree? I think that I think that's fair. Like I think that they're very very like the way that housewife seasons get worse as the longer that they progress essentially because the favorite characters get more control over their on-camera presentation. They're too self-aware. Too much action is happening off camera Mm -hmm. because they refuse to fit. Like, they they start throwing their weight around. I feel like that's something that, like, Leos innately have, that sense. They're too too good at this in a certain way to be good, you know? Yeah, I think they're kind of not meant for reality TV. Yeah, and Pisces are, on the one hand, too sensitive. Like, I think, um, like, the Pisces are just way too... They disappear. Yeah. They don't stick around. They do. Kathy Hilton... (laughs) Um, okay, well, we're already kind of getting into it. So yeah, from the most present sign to the least, let's just kind of break them down, starting with dear old Taurus. Well, you mentioned Teresa, and we have to pair that with Luann. They're both <laughs> yogified after having served serv- time. <laughs> yeah, they've found their peace. <laughs> They're both reliably themselves. They're both strong figures. You just kind of love them, even when they're so ridiculous. Yeah. And we've mentioned this before, but Cabaret is so tourist. Yeah, (laughs) it so is. Luann, like our intro to Luann, there's nothing like it. When she's like correcting Bethany, Mm -hmm. like just referring to this driver, it's like, um, you should have him address me as Countess. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> it's so Countess energy. It's so imperious. Like similarly, I feel like a same Taurus energy is Karen Huger in Potomac, the grand dame who is just truly mm. like a sense of grandeur and imperiousness that is only matched by like pure cluelessness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we love to see it. Kelly too, obviously. Kelly Ben Simone, which we mentioned, she's got that same cluelessness, <laughs> but so stubborn in it. 
And I'm going to say there's something very Taurus about having a huge horse in the middle of your apartment. <laughs> Definitely. Horse girl to the core. Yes. Um, and she is really making some insane. She's like in real estate now. Craziest TikToks you ever did see. Yeah, I'm Highly sure. recommend to follow. Yeah, running in the middle of traffic, um, <laughs> like running right in front. Like that's when I close my eyes and see her in my mind's eye. That's that's what I see. Yeah, jelly beans. <laughs> Which I think she's probably a Gemini moon. Yeah, I would say because we don't know exactly because of the time that she's born, but could be Cancer, could be Gemini. But let's be real. Let's call it. And Luann is a Sag moon, and. On this note, like Candy from Atlanta is the longest running housewife. Like Taurus as a category has the most OGs of any of the other signs. And that's so Taurus too. It's like staying power because also Tauruses have the ability kind of like the mutable signs because they're so Venus. They're so chill most of the time, Mm -hmm. but, and it takes a lot to push them over the edge. They are generally like, like Libras. They're generally more in favor of like smoothing things over, Mm -hmm. getting along, moving past things. We're going to, we're going to take Teresa out of this equation for a second because like, (laughs) this is like, she's fucking Italian. And, like, so much of the beef is just, like, family beef. It's, yeah. like, Beverly Hills, where it's just, like, this is a different story. Right. Um, but, yeah, like, it takes a lot to push them over the edge. And in general, it's, like, they'll, they'll remember what you did, but, like, they're more likely to just throw a shady comment and keep it walking mm-hmm. and just continue to be, like, luxuriating in the Morocco trips and the... <laughs> And they're whatever, whatever dumbass brand they've decided. And so much white wine and cigs. Yeah, exactly. So much white wine and cigs. Uh, Kim Zolciak is too. But like Candy, like she is so like best Taurus mm-hmm. energy. Like she's so chill. She's so talented. A singer, a producer, like mm-hmm. amazing work ethic. And she's also like a really horny freak that yeah. is like a sex toy entrepreneur. And I love that for her. Tourists and Cat Moon and making a business of all of those things. Yeah, completely. Like really contrasted with Kim Zolciak, who is (laughs) just a hot mess. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa! (laughs) 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 Um. Atlanta is so Taurus. It is. It's like really a Taurus dominated show. Marlo and Drew are also Tauruses. Mm. And like that just really fits like the Atlanta aesthetic. I mean, New Jersey too. Jacqueline and Rachel Fuda are also Tauruses where it's like in the places where status is associated with a huge house with like a McMansion with like, oh, the chandeliers that need to be required. Oh, and then there's like always some kind of like insanely flamboyant decorator mastermind that they've partnered with that are just some of the best characters on the show. But I love it. It's like, there is so much of just the opulence and kind of cheesiness of wealth that can come right out in a, in a rich Taurus and suits New Jersey and Atlanta perfectly. It really does. Next we have Virgo, which <laughs> these are the annoying ones. 
They're essential workers, though. They definitely are. <laughs> definitely. I mean, Lisa Vanderpump's a Virgo. Cancer Moon, like we mentioned. Really, a lot of Beverly Hills is Virgo with the cancer. Yeah, stuff. like the most important, like the or like the most key, long la- long lasting iconic characters in Beverly Hills are Virgos and Cancers. Mm-hmm. What do you make of that? Well, again, I just think it's all dominated by Lisa. <laughs> She's literally a Virgo with a Cancer Moon. She like brought the entire cast together over and over and over again like handpicked them but there's something to the texture of like the cancer and virgo mm-hmm. energy where both of them can just pick something to the bone lucy lucy apple juicy <laughs> they're also very codependent yes there's there's so much suck up energy in beverly hills like whereas new york is just like Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> There's no suck up energy, really. Truly. And, and, and in Beverly Hills, it's so much, or especially in the earliest seasons, like, yes, uh, we're celebrating me on the cover of Beverly Hills Lifestyle <laughs> Magazine. So it's just like everybody just working each other's events so hard. And yeah. There's a lot of rotating mommies of the group. Completely. Like, who's, who's the dominant woman of the group? That's really actually like taking care of everyone and is looking out for everyone, but, and everyone might be sucking up to them a little bit, but also is like totally calculating and. Yes. And then the, ver- cause it's like Lisa Vanderpump is actually like, she is the mastermind of it in so many ways. It's like, I feel like Kyle is the anchor because obviously Lisa is no longer with us and. She's alive. She, I mean, she's <laughs> really. <laughs> um, but Sutton. Let Such me get my Virgo. face roller. <laughs> she a hysterical, is... trembling Southern woman. She's a shaken leaf, a little, <laughs> a little whippet. <laughs> Kim, of course, Kyle's oh, sister, Kim. Virgo's son. She's really like the sacrificial Pisces moon Virgo son, like the addict sacrificed for the the coven <laughs> yeah truly like the the wackiness of her which is like the pisces moonness of it all when on the reunion she like returned the stuffed animal <laughs> bunny that lisa gave her um like the other another cancer in the show because yeah. she's like it just didn't feel like it had good energy associated with it <laughs> when i think of kim i see her in my mind's eye like mixing potato salad with her bare hands <laughs> she's got a lot of very chaotic and dangerous dogs yeah. um, it's just a real howling haunted house where she is but virgo is horror as we know so is pisces and so is pisces camille grammar <laughs> brutal virgo sign cat moon just whipping her hair around yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she was really the villain in the beginning, and even though she was, like, such an asshole, and, like, she was so hateable in the first season, I was so sad when she went to, like, the Tonys or something with Kelsey, because she's so just, like, Kelsey, Kelsey, my husband, it's like, I'm the only one in this goddamn group that's, like, with an actual, like, celebrity, Yeah. and then he was just so mean to her, and he's like, yeah, see, see you later, okay, bye, and then they just, like got divorced it was just such a like yeah he seems awful humiliation yeah no he is the absolute worst um caroline manzo 
Interesting. I really would have pegged her as more cancer because she's a Virgo sun with an Aquarius moon. And she's so like... I would have thought Capricorn. Omerta. <laughs> Let me tell you something about my family. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really hard like to separate the Italian from the astrology. <laughs> yeah. The fact that she's like literally married to a guy that was like in a gang yeah. and like truly the, the Manzos were the mob family. Well, her husband owned the Brownstone, which was basically like lots of corrupt stuff going on yeah. there. Like they're having their like beer and beef dinner for the local cops. It's like, we know what's going on yeah. there. Um, Cause Tamra, Tamra, Virgo sun, Leo moon, Tamara of, of Orange County. I am going to venture and say I have no idea, but she's got to, got to have a major Aries placement. She's like so Aries rising. rising energy. I know. She's small and buff. <laughs> yeah. She's is... so strong and blonde. <laughs> yeah. And a little whippersnapper. <laughs> I mean, Vicky's an Aries and her husband, Eddie, is an Aries and she loves them both. And she literally is a bodybuilder. And I, I always think of her tagline, which was, these days, faith, family, and fitness are the only fucks I have. <laughs> I was like, okay, Orange County yeah, to the max. So wild. <laughs> um, and then, of course, Giselle, truly always the one that is just making sure that she's spreading rumor. The streets are saying, like, truly just making sure that Every little piece of every single bit of gossip is being brought out and aired out for everybody. It's really an important role inside of a Housewives franchise. You need a Virgo. Yeah. And of course, the cancer, which were we like we mentioned, Beverly Hills is full of cancers. I will say, like, is Beverly Hills the most husband prominent? I'd say so. It's like Atlanta is quite husband prominent in a different way where it's like, there's a so lot of Jersey. husband drama and there's a, uh, yeah, Jersey too, but that's also so family, I you know? know, I know. Cause like they're all related, but Atlanta is very like husband drama related, uh, but it's a different tone than Beverly Hills where it's like the husbands are basically like this housewives. housewives. <laughs> yeah. This like secondary group of housewives. Yeah. Which can be very like married to cancers and Ken Lisa's husband yes. is a cancer. And so is Mauricio. Lisa Rinna's a cancer. Erica Jane's a cancer. Dorit's a cancer. Teddy Mellencamp's a cancer. Cancer sun, cancer moon. Dorit's Pisces moon, Libra rising, of course. She's so Libra rising. Yeah, the sign of the fully matched set. <laughs> yeah, and Erica Jane's a cancer rising with an Aquarius moon, probably in the eighth house, which makes it very, yeah. like, her Aquarius moon's a chart ruler extra cool and secretive yeah dom's house was broken into he confronted the burglar and then had to go have eye surgery and then my son had to go over and help and then my son he rolled his car five times on the way home <laughs> you really channeled she is so she had like that blend of Aquarius and Cancer is so her. I, I it's like I don't know how I to know. describe it. Where it's like I'm actually the most sensitive person you've ever met. <laughs> it's like okay, but you're a fucking bitch. I know. <laughs> Was she like a stripper? 
she was a waitress. What was it called? It was called like Shakers. <laughs> she was a cocktail waitress. Yeah, she's very. That's kind of like a cancer story to me. Like a cocktail waitress gets plucked from the south yeah. to Beverly Hills to marry Completely. an ancient, corrupt demon, <laughs> powerful <laughs> lawyer. Yeah, um, that will jumpstart her. <laughs> Her insane pop career. Um, yeah, so dark and crazy. How do you feel about Lisa Rinna? Uh, she's so over the top and like approve of what I do mm-hmm. or else you are off my list because you don't like me. It's very narcissistic. Yeah. In a way that annoys me more. I so. mean, she's so Gemini Rising vibes. Yeah. The haircut is yeah. all I can say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, I she had to go, but I watched the first season, the first episode of the new season of Beverly Hills, and I'm a little like, hmm, who's going to be the annoying psycho that's going to start all the drama? She was good for it. The break- Own it! Breaking the wine glass. Oh my God. Amsterdam is one of the high watermarks of like the entire season, the entire yeah. history of Housewives. Yeah, like that was... Incredible. Don't, you don't want to talk about what doesn't need to be told. (laughs) Should we talk about the husband? (laughs) Why don't you eat some bread and maybe you'll calm down? (laughs) Um, who else is a cancer? Portia Portia on, uh, Atlanta, which like, she really exudes it. Yeah. She looks very cancer. Big, big eyes. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, her feud with Kenya is like her ongoing feud with Kenya I and know. they're sniping back and forth. I mean, it's just such a huge part of the show. And we'll talk about it more when we get to Kenya's section, because mm-hmm. she is the devil in yeah. this relationship in so many ways. But honestly, we love Portia from going to thinking the Underground Railroad was literally a train. But then she became this huge BLM activist and it was a huge part of her storyline. And she got arrested at a protest for Breonna Taylor. Um, she didn't just real cancer think heart. the Underground Railroad was a train. She looked under the floorboards and was like, there <laughs> yeah. was a, t- how did a train fit under yeah. here? Whoops. <laughs> doink. <laughs> That's the Pisces moon doink energy coming out. Sag. I love Sag. <laughs> They're the most, like, second most OGs after Taurus. Not the most of the housewives, but there's some iconic ones. Yeah. I mean, well, my... it's like Roni is like, yeah. A Sag, a sa- all Sag, all day, heavy hitter cast. Yeah. Sonia is probably my favorite housewife of all time. That's so valid. I fucking love her. Don't touch the Morgan letters! <laughs> she really embodies the full spectrum of, like, Morgan, old money, Grey Gardens, townhouse, <laughs> and then just like Telfar, young, <laughs> effervescent, like never really, she always looks good. Oh, she's so beautiful. And all of her like interns. <laughs> <laughs> she's just the beautiful mess that only a Pisces plus Sag can be. She's and Pisces just intoxicate, like intoxicating and intoxicated. Yeah, <laughs> constantly losing teeth. Titties out, <laughs> just being out <laughs> like two. 
Just so messy. A house, a, a, a decaying townhouse filled with dog shit. <laughs> she really is that girl. I love her. Have you watched Crappy Lake at all with her and Luann, their spinoff? I tried. It was a little too, like, trying to tell a moral tale for my taste. Oh, I see. I haven't. <laughs> I I'm, I want to remember them. I want to remember them this way. And maybe, fuck, I don't know if she comes to L.A., but if the Countess is going to do a show, we got to go. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We'll add that to our yeah. <laughs> agenda. Um, but Dorinda also. Clip. Clip. <laughs> Aries moon. Yeah. Strong Aries moon. Oh, a crazy, crazy, crazy gal. <laughs> she's so fun. I, she's, she's talking starting. about psycho Christmas. <laughs> Sag. Yeah. Oh my God. She's so obsessed with Christmas. <laughs> with, um, Greystone Manor. Truly mm. the most bone chillingly haunted. Yeah. What is the, the Grey Gardens energy that they both have? Well, that's what I love about Roni is that it is like the perfect mix of all the super particular codes, social codes of like old money, East Coast, mm-hmm. like, you know, West Palm Beach versus Palm Beach. Right. And like Berkshires versus Hamptons. Right. Everyone is always judging everyone by their particular placement. And that Berkshires house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Just the aura, and it's just, she just brings so much just, like, haunt. And, I mean, she is haunted, but it's always just, yeah. like, Richard, Richard. Mm-hmm. It's very, like, she's, like, wailing on the misty plains of <laughs> Rich. Just, like, shit tanked out of her mind. And truly, it's, like, she was way too drunk to be on that show anymore. Yeah, that was kind of a dark ending for her. And it got so, I mean, honestly, that's why, like... That season of the of Ultimate Girls Trip, the second season, is incredible. Not for so many reasons, but because the the people that they picked that were on it were all like fired essentially. And in that, like like this is filmed right after like Dorinda had maybe been fired the last season um, or put on hold as she kept saying <laughs> um but Tamara and vicky had like just found out that they were fired before this so it's like this group mm. of incredibly drunk people and it has like phaedra and eva and brandy in it too and i gotta watch this. it's incredible but like all of them are it's like you don't get the f- the fourth wall being broken the way that I would like, because now so much of like housewives stuff is like happening on Instagram and like, it's happening out there and like, or there is so much like storytelling with like production itself. Like there's behind the scenes stuff that are really, it's really pertinent to what's happening. And they just really gloss that over to like create this veneer that like, you know, where I seeing some kind of like documentary and that feels really missing. But like in the ultimate girls trip, it's like, they're just talking about like being on their shows and like what that was like and just getting wasted and like fighting each other. And like Dorinda just doing her like tyrannical hostess evil energy of just like, I'm making it nice. And like just drunkenly laying into Tamara for like eating food in her room in a way (laughs) that makes her cry. And she does not go to the eighties workout that they had planned. Which is also so sad, Dorinda, like, to be so, like, she does her, like, jazzercise classes. Yeah. 
The Sages in every franchise are always going on a long diatribe. Oh, yeah. Well, I have one story about John, her boyfriend. Oh, please. John! John! (laughs) Who's a Leo, of course. Anyway, I was at the Carlisle, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like having a drink late at the cafe, step outside. It's like close to midnight. See across the street, John comes tumbling (laughs) out. And I'm like, oh my God, is John the luxury dry cleaning business making probably a Coke delivery? (laughs) (laughs) In New York. Perfect. Oh my God. Iconic. I need more housewife sightings in my life. But also, similar note, Nini in Atlanta, the Sag. Absolutely. Like, truly running her goddamn mouth from dawn till dusk. <laughs> it was so important. Like, truly just like a funny, loud mouth clown mm. that's really just going to make fun of every single person and look insane in the process. But... I don't care. It's like she she is maybe like one of the most the biggest like catchphrase factory yeah. makers of like all housewives that like transcends beyond just like the Bravo head. The way I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. It's so yeah, I said what I said. And and now why am I in it? I think of now why am I in it <laughs> so much and like like honestly an essential worker when it comes to um response memes like yeah. Nini is um her screaming at Kay- it was the incredible episode of watch what happens live I watched this when Nini was on this is like early days like season two or three of mm-hmm. um Atlanta when she and Kim Zolciak were fighting each other and Kim calls in and they just start fighting like back and forth over the phone <laughs> on watch what happens live and she just screams at him close your legs to married men <laughs> she's a tourist moon which adds to the tourist oh Atlanta yeah Burger. and she's always just so like she you know she's always got to have the be- like that's the other thing where it's like she's pretty competitive like mm-hmm. with the other girls and she had that crazy glow up when um she was on the apprentice and she was on glee and then she yeah. does like nobody could say shit to her um also garcelle in beverly hills mm-hmm. gotta say it like she's a really nice addition to beverly hills too because everyone is so like mm, i don't know like Mm-hmm. Like, it's really nice to have Garcelle bring the Sag energy of just like, say it, say it, say it, say it. <laughs> yeah, calling bullshit all yeah, the time. Exactly. Um, in Potomac, Candace, who has become basically my second favorite character. Well, I don't know. It's so ensemble, but like, she, maybe after Kenya, is like the funniest confessional assassin of all. Um, I just love her. But of course, in that true Sag way, it's like she was one. She's in like the Housewives Hall of Fame for getting in like an actual the small group of housewives that have gotten actually in like a physical brawl with another housewife. And it's all because of her fucking mouth. Like, (laughs) (laughs) well, Gemini Moon, too. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, violence is never the answer. (laughs) Like she and Monique were like just beating the shit out of you. Well, like it's like one of those things where it's like they'll walk right up to you and just be like hit me hit me (laughs) talking so much shit and it's like one of these days you're gonna get hit and that's what happened and it was just like 
don't condone violence, but it's so just sad to be like, poke you, poke you, poke yeah. you, and then just be so shocked when <laughs> you get any kind of response, I you know? know? And then in Salt Lake City, Meredith and Lisa, all I can say is <laughs> Lisa has one of my favorite taglines this season. One of the storylines is like her son is going on a mission and she's like, I'm on a mission to serve Lisa right now. And I love that for me. <laughs> um, we can't forget Jill. Zarin. Oh, yeah. Jill. Obviously, Jill. She's another OG in New York. Oh, and she's on the episode of Ultimate Girls Trip, too. Oh, wow. Where she's just like, how can I get back on the show? (laughs) She's another Sag Sun Gemini Moon. Yeah, where it's just a little bit like not reading the room, not reading the vibe, plowing in with your own agenda. (laughs) Um, Aries. Fun. (laughs) Beep, beep, beep. (laughs) Yeah, these people are starting shit. Yeah. Starting it fast. Uh, OC is generally pretty Aries vibes. Yeah. Which hard bodied. They're, yeah, they literally started all of these (laughs) franchises as only an Aries can. (laughs) Yeah. Get it started. (laughs) The gunshot that starts the race. It's like Vicky is an Aries sun, Scorpio moon. Yeah. Whoop it up to freak out. Um, family size bear <laughs> she is just so hilarious actually yeah she's definitely got to be cap rising she looks like she's a cap rising mm-hmm. she's got the the goat eyes mm-hmm. brooks who she covered up his his cancer scam is a cap too which Yeesh. yeah and shannon bedore recent dui <laughs> aries sun virgo moon and um, melissa gorga New Jersey mm. on display on display <laughs> <laughs> all why are all Aries women so spicy and small <laughs> I don't, that's just part of them like that's the Reese Witherspoon energy of yeah. just like I am small and hard-bodied but like <laughs> my energy is nuclear <laughs> yeah New Jersey similarly has a lot of Aries like OC yeah the table flipping the brawling the yeah yeah. The passion. But also, like, just throwing into this mix, uh, Heather from Roni, the, like, holla. Holla. <laughs> just, like, gnashing her teeth and, like, ha- like, they are so, like, entrepreneur. Um, yeah. <laughs> having her shapewear line. Hey, mama. She drives me insane. I know. She was truly annoying. Um, and she was, she and Carol Radzowell were the ones that prompted Luann's iconic statement. Just be cool. Don't be all uncool. Which I agree. Yeah, (laughs) totally. But, you know, trying to have an Aries and a Leo keep their cool when you brought two strange men into their house. Just to go back to Luann for a second, that whole interlude where she basically had that fucking secret affair with, like, when they were on vacation in, um... Was that Jacques? Oh, no, not Jacques. That was the random guy that looked like fucking Jack Sparrow that she brought home. The other random French guy on on vacation. And then she, like, is whispering in French to him on the phone. She's like, don't tell anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Just iconic. I love how she's just such a man eater too. It's like she and Ramona are always going like 
round for round, like just true, like and Sonia, yeah, and Sonia, just like circling, <laughs> prowling. It's it's very like tourist behavior to go for the French Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yeah, completely. Like, God, can you get more tourist than that? <laughs> but back to our list. Moving on to Gemini's. Although Gemini and the next sign Libra have like a large amount of representation, I'd say that this is kind of like a middle tier of mm. like iconic housewife in general. For Gemini on Beverly Hills, Taylor, fragile Taylor, who is now on OC. Mm. And um, is she really? Yeah, she is. Damn. On this season. She lives there now. Um, oh, she was also on the Ultimate Girls Trip. You have to watch this. I do. I do. Um, and Eileen. I loved Eileen. Yeah, I did too. I mean, she's like me. Gems and Cancer Rising. But she also was like, what are you doing on this show? I know. She's so classy and like just <laughs> cool. And her husband was hot. And I know. She just got ripped to shreds by Erica randomly that one night. Cause she's like, my son's a cop. <laughs> just like she yeah. went into like Erica, like attack mode. I'm yeah. just like, you have no idea. I will destroy you. <laughs> she started crying. She's too sensitive and too normal for the show. <laughs> I know she really was, but she was so fab. Um, on Potomac, Wendy and Ashley, Ashley is the chaos agent completely of Potomac and also an essential worker married to maybe the most ghoulish and diabolical <laughs> energy of all the husbands. I mean, they're divorced now, but Michael Darby, he got in like this Australian little, <laughs> little imp guy <laughs> that owned an Australian themed restaurant that served like emu meat in, um, God. <laughs> in, in Potomac. And it's like, yeah, it's having business problems <laughs> is an insane idea. But also just like all the rumors and nastiness about him. Like he groped a, a cameraman and like he was always trying to like drunkenly hit on all the other like husbands. Like there was just definitely energy there. But wow. in that classic Gemini way where it's like you maybe have like the most like you have the most drama fodder with your crazy ass husband of all of us maybe and the other girls are trying to pin that down and she's just like no 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 she's a bone collector and so she's just like everybody's shit is gonna get laid bare like <laughs> boom chaos explosion like Candace threatened her with a knife <laughs> you gotta watch this show <laughs> um and she has maybe one of the funniest housewife singles in terms of it's just auto-tunedness. Oh, wow. <laughs> On Roni, Jenna, basically. Jenna Lyons, which, yeah, yeah, whatever. That season is so boring. Flop, flop, floppity flop. I mean, she would have been a good at, like, she's just not for the housewife world. She's too private. She's to plug her shit in yeah. every single scene. She's going to be gone. Yeah. And then Andy Cohen, the Gemini to rule them all, of course, of course, with Sun, Venus, and Mars in Gemini, a Leo moon, and a Cancer Mercury, of course, mm -hmm. for the pathos, for the women's stories. <laughs> <laughs> Libra, again, similar to Gemini, this is where air signs can get a little bit unless the Aquarius God complex comes in, but Libra and Gemini, they can create chaos, but they're also just a little bit too objective or something or like intellectually distant to fully right. 
become the drama. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, if it wasn't for Salt Lake City, Libra would be way, way lower on this list. But Salt Lake City actually has this super Libra cast, which like because mm. of all this like intense religious trauma associated with Mormonism actually fits perfectly because so much of that is associated with like you need to be like a sweet, perfect, quiet that makes a lot femme. Of sense. Yeah. But that show, I mean, Whitney Rose um, is just like, she's finding herself. Uh, she has a crazy accent. She's a Libra. Mary Cosby, psycho. She mm -hmm. is a Libra sun with an Aries moon. And, you know, she has basically every, she's astronomically rich and has like just basically a whole house that's a closet. But she is a leader of some kind of Christian cult where she is like a god figure. She married her own grandfather. Um, cute. I, <laughs> <laughs> and she really kicked off the first feud with Jen Shaw, the the one that got arrested for insane amounts of fraud by telling her she smells like hospital. <laughs> Classically removed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Jen Shaw in this cast. Yeah. Maybe she with Erica Girardi has the other biggest scandal in like housewives mm. history where She's a Libra sun, a cat moon, and a Sag rising conjunct Neptune, which to me, it really surprised me to learn that she's a Libra because it's like her Sag rising is just so powerful and mm. in your face. Like there's no part of her that ever wants to compromise, make friends, get along, anything like that. She is crazy and she is just so aggressive. Like she just like fought like... She just had that thing where it's like she'd bring a lot of like really juicy drama, but then she'd just shut down like literally every like when she would be offended, it's like everyone else's storylines would get shut down completely. But anyway, she had a huge telemarketing scam targeting old people. The feds came for her while they were filming outside in the bus of Beauty Lab and Laser. And now she's doing six years in prison, has to pay nine and a half million dollars in restitution. And apparently she's friends with Elizabeth Holmes in jail. <laughs> Everyone watch Salt Lake City, please. I wouldn't have said that, but just you can start on this season. You can start on this season. Yeah, I take back what I said, Libra not being drama. It sounds like it all is when but you're it, in a Mormon town. <laughs> yeah, it just fits the context. Like, just like yeah, Sag totally. in New York makes perfect sense. It's like, this is, it's a Libra. It's a Libra zone. But then also Alex from Roni. Original <laughs> Alex, which is so classic Libra in that she's inseparable from her husband. Her husband, Simon. Alex and Simon, a Pisces sun and moon. She's a Libra sun with a Sag moon. They were just so hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. What is there to say? <laughs> Clueless. Totally clueless. So fashion and just so, like, obsessed with each other. They're still I, together. God bless them. I think she's a therapist now. Obsessed with Which... it. <laughs> Godspeed. Love it. With their, like, precocious <laughs> children that, like... <laughs> I know. Um... Kelly Dodd and Megan King from the OC, both very Libra, both equally annoying in their own way to me. But um, Megan King is like, she's very Scorpio moon, like getting to the bottom of everything. She's just like the cute one that's married to a baseball player. Right. Who's a total dud. Right. Very, it's very middle, middling. Middle. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, but I just want to say a bonus is um, one Carlton, the short-lived housewife on Beverly Hills that was the Wiccan um, that Kyle thought cursed her because oh, yeah. on her screensaver with like a word of the day, it said like maggots plague. <laughs> I totally forgot it was just about so that. So spooky and English and like, uh, like she was she was funny, per- horrible fit, but like wow, oh, yeah. what, what a moment. And then Mich- Michaela Salahi of the very short-lived Real Housewives of D.C., who scammed her way into Obama's first date dinner and the Congressional Black Caucus dinner by sneaking through the kitchen with um, Sun and Libra and Moon and either Sag or Cat, but really definitely Sag. <laughs> <laughs> that was really surprising and chaotic. I like, mean, great. the peak social climbing ability of a Libra with Sag chaos thrown in the mix. I know. And of course, DC is so politics. Yeah, completely. Libra is too. Scorpio. These are the... Scary! But there are some of my favorites too because you know that they will break it down. They'll burn it down. Yeah, like... I mentioned Phaedra from Atlanta, Scorpio Sun, Scorpio Moon. Literally a lawyer turned mortician. (laughs) You watch her develop this passion for becoming a mortician. And it's so cliche. Scorpio. And really weird. She is so weird. And she's so country at the same time. Um, and of course this the the absolutely bonkers fallout she had with candy where she basically made up the rumor that Portia and candy and her husband candy's husband had planned to roofie poor roofie phaedra and drag her to a sex dungeon yeah it was like she this was like a crazy reveal actually because it's like all the season like this rumor that Portia was spreading about like candy and uh her husband todd that basically they were like roofing people and going like that was the drama of the season it's like who started it where did it come from so it's like when the reunion came it's like we're gonna talk about this This is one of the big topics and portia points at phaedra and she's like well you were the one that told me and candy and phaedra were cool they were close they were close and so it's like that got phaedra fired which is basically like scorpio going so wrong it's like there was like a little beef with like phaedra and candy about like various royalties for Mm -hmm. a different thing that their husbands were doing together but Mm -hmm. like it was just a crazy scorpio moment it's like it makes me think too of what phaedra on ultimate girls trip Tale, watch it on peacock now (laughs) said about brandy where it's like if you're throwing rocks at brandy expect five bullets back and that's exactly what she did Brandy is a Scorpio, too. Brandy is as Scorpio as they fucking come. Yeah. Sexy. They, they will take people down with the most viciousness. All the way down. Yeah. Underground. A horror, <laughs> like, just never coming back. I mean, Brandy, of course, when she came on, all the girls were in such a lather because she was so hot. And mm-hmm. um, she got in a crazy fight with Kim, which, of course, then everybody hated her. Uh, like yeah. the infamous poker night episode where she's like <laughs> playing detective, playing detective. Are. Kim calls her a slut pig. Brandy says Kim was doing crack in the bathroom all night. It was crazy. But ironically, actually, they're the two closest now. But I it's know. just like. 
yeah, Brandy just goes through, like, I mean, because she also has, like, some charm and, like, some innocence in her certain aspects Mm. that, like, is endearing. But then she'll just rip you to fucking shreds. And that happened with her friendship with Lisa Vanderpump, who she slapped in the face for fun. Yeah. They're power, power, power hungry. Yeah. It's wild. Um, And then, of course, Bethany and Ramona. Also, Sonia's up there for me, but God, Luann, Bethany, Ramona, Sonia, so fucking good. Yeah. I mean, Bethany's relentless. She's got the cat moon. Ramona's got a Taurus moon. They're really similar, really competitive, but self-made, self-made. Ramona's just like, she really is like pulling secretive power moves. Yeah, definitely. All the time. And OC, Gretchen, and Slade Smiley. (laughs) both Scorpios, they were like evil version of uh, Simon and Alex, like the inseparable couple that was not as rich as everyone else and wanted wanted to get the power. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. It's funny because now it's like outside of Bravo, she's, Bethany is trying to take down the whole, she's trying I to burn know. the ultimate bridge <laughs> with Andy. I know. She just announced she's doing a podcast with Nini. Wow. It's one of those things too, where it's just like, She's acting like she's, like, basically this, like, freedom fighter for, like, other housewives when it's really just, like, you're obsessed. Get over it. It's just obsession. Yeah, it's this just obsession. obsession. And, like, I will burn you down. Yeah. It's, <laughs> like, let it go. Um, And I just want to mention that on Salt Lake City, Angie is also a Scorpio. And she is huge sunglasses. <laughs> Greek <laughs> goddess. Looks like Dracula. Um, Aquarius. Aquarius. Kenya is probably the the best one, right? Yeah, definitely. Well, she's just like the most important one. It's like Denise from Beverly Hills is an Aquarius. Such a Scorpio moon. Yeah, truly. Like so many secrets and just like, uh, you know, as soon as like it comes for her accountability, it's like, I don't think we'll ever see Denise Richards again, you know, like <laughs> just yeah. gone. Crystal, an Aquarius on Scorpio moon, which is like... She's got like beautiful mean girl energy, mm-hmm. but it's just she's got she's around too many Gen X veterans. She's, <laughs> yeah. she's not in her element. I know. Um, but Kenya, maybe the most savage tongue in all of Housewives. I know. Like her beef. <laughs> I kind of love Kenya. I know. She up. is so um Gone with the wind, fabulous! <laughs> twirl, twirl, twirl. <laughs> twirl, gone with the wind, fabulous. Um, but like the whole beef with her, like from the jump, when because she used to be uh, Miss USA, and um, mm-hmm. Portia the Cancer called her Miss America by accident, so she was on a mission to dig her down. They were fighting back and forth all season five, all season six. But season six, this is the other brawl from um, Housewives history. And I'm just going to read this summary of it um, because so much happens. It's actually crazy. Kenya provoked Portia with a prop scepter, um, like a like a Miss USA scepter mm-hmm. that she was literally just poking at her, poking at her over and over again. They're sniping back and forth, talking so much shit, not taking a breath, not taking a beat. Kenya goes behind her and she pulls out a bullhorn. Um, and there's this funny moment where it's like the batteries are kind of falling out and she like can't quite get her prop together and everyone's laughing at that. 
then she starts she starts bullhorning into Portia's face like you're a dumb bitch like it's just like she keeps going and like keeps getting more and more heated between them (laughs) poor Pisces Cynthia is sitting between them on the couch um there was some arguing about whether Kenya was actually dating an African prince Portia said Kenya was playing the victim. Kenya accused Portia of cheating on her ex-husband, and Portia called Kenya a slut from the 90s. <laughs> That's when Kenya shouted into her bullhorn, you are a dumb hoe. And then Portia grabbed Kenya by the hair and dragged her off the couch and beat the shit out of each other. And one of my favorite Kenya moments is when she crashed Marlo's, the line, her wig launch line with a marching band that was chanting Kenya more hair care, which is like, <laughs> Her, her product line. line and they're all wearing sandwich boards with her brand name on it i mean the audacity <laughs> she's ruthless yeah crazy can't be affected <laughs> <laughs> that's the real aquarius god complex coming out so insane the new roni brin is very aquarius aquarius sun aquarius moon aries rising i mean i guess she's the most entertaining She's but got a little bit of Kenya energy, but it's just too it's all dark. Too, it's too like vulnerable and I don't know. It's also just so boring. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a one dimensional character she plays. Yeah. Where it's just like, I'm so flirty. It's like, there's so much sexuality where it's like, that's fun and funny. Like Sonia does that obviously all mm-hmm. the time, but it just feels so like traumatized coming from Bryn where it's just like. Okay, we're just gonna... Yeah, exactly. No one gets drunk enough. No. No, they're all too... Self-aware. Sober. (laughs) And sober, yeah. Capricorn! Capricorn. Kyle, of course. The main Capricorn. Yeah. Um, With a Capricorn sun, Libra moon, and Leo rising. Her Leo rising is kind of surprising to me. Really? She doesn't look like one. No, she doesn't, but... She, I feel like she acts like one. Like she has that presence. It's a little bit more low key because she is a Capricorn. I mean, she's like me. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, yeah, when you're a Capricorn with Leo rising, it looks different. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not blonde. Let's, it's yeah. brunette. <laughs> exactly. Just brunette with straight hair. <laughs> um, But yeah, I mean, the rock of the show, honestly, like, mm-hmm. But it is funny because she's so, like, that Capricorn, like, controllingness mm-hmm. of just, like, she can never be messy. She can, ne- and, like, the Libra moon, too, of just, like, no one can be mad at me. Yeah. And, and like, overly dominant sometimes. She doesn't know totally. how to, like, just step aside. No. And the Leo rising, I mean, let's go back. The splits. Oh, right. <laughs> the splits. The ponytail. The windmill splits. oh my god <laughs> yeah don't threaten her with a split <laughs> um but yolanda is also a capricorn she's classic capricorn oh, yolanda yes. hadid sajman lemons <laughs> <laughs> yeah a clear fridge danish or dutch or whatever the dutch yeah she's got the stoicism the power mom of two young supermodels Mm -hmm. (laughs) really rigidly enforcing her then husband's commitment in his rules about like sing-alongs around the piano Uh, yeah insufferable Heather from Orange County, also classic, classic Capricorn. Brunette. Brunette. (laughs) The only brunette comes in from New York, like, 
who are all of you? I'm better than all of you. <laughs> uh, she's got a Leo moon. They're like by far the richest ones. Terry Dubrow is Virgo sun, Libra moon, Gemini rising. Like literally what could be a more plastic surgeon that's like, I'm a friendly plastic surgeon. I'm going to cut you up and make you pretty. <laughs> <laughs> You know, their house is, like, the most ridiculous, over-the-top, like, 500 elevators ever, all, constantly in construction. <laughs> it's just, like, so ridiculous for Orange County. Um, then there's Sheree in Atlanta, who I love her. Like, she's an amazing yeah. fighter to watch with the iconic line, who's going to check me, boo? <laughs> <laughs> just like she just has that like complete like Capricorn composure even when she's being ridiculous definitely and she will just she can get it out as as good as anybody else um Dolores on New Jersey um but also I just wanted to mention Gia oh Teresa's daughter with her sad sad song waking up in the morning <laughs> thinking about so many things <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's rushing and hurrying. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Oh my god, Gia. Poor Gia. When she's like watching her Zio Joe and her mom just like being <sighs> torn apart because like Teresa can't handle like the fact that he loves his wife more than her appropriately. <laughs> The Capricorn weight of the world. <laughs> really? I bet really. there are actually a ton of Capricorn kids in the mix here. That would be so fateful for the astrology to play. Like, your your parents are all children. <laughs> yeah. We need an adult in the house. <laughs> it does happen that way so often. Yeah. I mean, they say that the children become the signs that the families need. <laughs> and boy, do we need Capricorns in this house. <laughs> All right, now we're getting to the last two. Leo's, we mentioned Carol. She's a Leo son. Tinsley, Leo son, extremely to both of them in yeah. their own ways. I think especially shining through their moons because Tinsley's a Libra moon and mm -hmm. Carol's a Virgo moon. It, you can really see it. Yeah, Tinsley, I just want to get married. And she is. She's about to I'm become a stepmom. Finally. Yay. Finally. Yeah, finally. <laughs> Yeah, she's so princess energy. Dale. Dale. We talked about them on our It Girl episode, so yeah, listen to that. Um, and then Carol Radzewell. Want to be It Girl. Her. Yeah. A friend of Ghislaine. Yeah. <laughs> Who yeah. took the cover, the photo of her on her book cover. I know. Ghislaine Maxwell. And she's like one of the richest of all of them. She's like a fucking... I mean, she has like... Kennedy money. Kennedy money. Mm-hmm. And a best-selling book, I guess. Yeah. But how much but, money does that even make you these days? I mean, in those days, it made you a lot of money. That's true. These days, well, she just thinks she's a little better than, or mm -hmm. she's a little, and she might have been, but it's annoying to <laughs> watch. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're on the show. Yeah. You're not better than Just to this. prove that you're better than people is a shitty move. Yeah. Completely. The iconic Danielle from New Jersey, oh also a Leo. The drama. <laughs> That's a good version. Of yeah, Leo. where it's just like, try to kill me. Like, <laughs> like her whole histrionic, sexual, aggressive, maniacal energy. Yeah. Prostitution whore! Like... <laughs> I cannot believe your recall. I love it. Uh, I mean, it's my... It's all I've got. <laughs> 
Um, but like, yeah, Danielle, I I just truly love to revisit like sexy unique podcast recapped some of the earlier seasons of uh of New Jersey, and I really really recommend that they were mm. they were really on fire with those. Um, anyway, at the end we have Pisces. Always at the end. Yes. Somehow they always end up here. <laughs> they just want like, to close it out. <laughs> It'll be me last. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Um, Cynthia really is the big one from yeah. Atlanta. She's so Cancer Moon, too. Mm-hmm. She's just really sensey. Sensey, gentle, beautiful. Sometimes. Yeah, a little bit sad. Um. And then just honorable mention of Dina, who was only on the first season of New Jersey, but she was so Pisces energy. She was like the only one that was like crystals and yeah. magic and like her two hairless cats. <laughs> and then finally, I mean, finally, finally, Kathy Hilton. Pisces sun, Taurus moon. I mean, that was a real scandal, a real drama. A real sundowning. Her getting wasted and just being like, I hate my sister. I'm going to destroy you. I can't believe I need to be around all of these peasants. Like, so dark-sided. And just, like, the woman-child Pisces energy that Mm -hmm. she has. Like, the Kyle is the Capricorn with her, like, fragile Virgo sister and her rich baby woman older sister feeling like she needs to be like the parent of both of them and they both have such contempt for her yeah i mean you know there's so much darkness there yeah i think they're jealous honestly oh i don't even want to venture there it feels like the 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 psychology for kathy i'm gonna say i think that she was jealous I think that she was jealous that Kyle is like oh yeah a superstar for Kim there's so much there well, but, Kathy, like, married at 19 and did her duty to marry a rich man and be a good housewife, but she didn't get the full glamour and celebrity that I'm sure she wanted. Kyle did. And her daughter did. Her daughters did. Kyle's Oh, her, Kathy, Kathy's daughters, yeah. of course, of course, which she also seemed to hate. Yeah, and it's just like, hmm. I mean, she was so funny and, like, kooky in that Pisces way of just being, like, you're sharper than you look, you (laughs) you dotty old gal. (laughs) But, hmm, dark, dark, dark side of a Pisces. There's a lot of darkness in that family that I'm sure we only know a smidgen of. Oh, yes. But. (sighs) Good TV, folks. Good TV, (laughs) Gotta watch. We did, did you say your favorite housewife? Oh. It's like picking a favorite star in the sky. <laughs> How could I? They all, because none of them can exist without the others. But Sonia's up there. We'll throw Sonia up there. She's the best. She's at the top. She's the funniest. I would be friends with her in a heartbeat. I know. Sonia, <laughs> if you're listening, girl. We love you. <laughs> We love all of them. Yeah. Somewhat. To varying degrees. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Club Cosmos Radio is created by Kristen Stagemoller and Malia Croy. Follow us on Instagram at Club Cosmos Radio and send your burning astrology questions and hot topics to us at clubcosmosradio at gmail.com.